us for another episode of the Average Overlanders podcast. I'm Jared. Yes. I'm Ali from Big for Dirt. Oh, and shit. Today, <laughs> I got Jared. And I don't know if you guys um, have listened to the episode that I was on, but you should go check it out. It's a good one. Average Overlanders. I don't know. Was it? It was. I had, really? a, I had a good time. So. <laughs> I, <laughs> How do you measure? Yeah. I always have a good time, but I don't yeah. know if it's just so lame. I, I, every time. I, I figure every time... Like, one of our episodes is lame, <laughs> but everybody else seems to have a good time. I'm having a fun, so that's all I care. Everybody else enjoys it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. As long as you're having a good time is, is all that counts. Hey, if we can reach one person yeah. through what yeah. we do, yeah. then we're all good. Yeah, if somebody has a, enjoys it, gets something out of it, yeah. then it's totally worth it. So, yeah, welcome to another episode of Your For Good. <laughs> I am your host, Ali, and I am joined today with Jared. Yes, sir. From The Average Overlanders. Um, you know... Jared's always been one of those guys that I've seen at events, especially at the Rigs and Brews events always. that uh, Michelle puts on. Great events. And just a good vibe. We just kind of hit it off. And yeah. I just, you know, you know when it's Fast Friends? Not to plug Fast Friends, but I'll plug Fast Friends. But, oh, are you wearing, oh, he's got his I Fast Friends. I got it on, He's brother. got his Fast Friends shirt on. You know. Um, but it, that's what it, I mean, that's why I started that, is because we really do come together. Yeah. And we become Fast Friends, who actually enjoy going fast. Yeah. In vehicles that maybe shouldn't be going as fast. Probably as shouldn't go that fast. No, but, yeah. no. but uh, but it's it's always been a good time. Yeah. Oh yeah, every time yeah we've got together, whether you know little meetups or big events or just random shit on the trail, it's always a good time. And the opportunity tonight to have you come on real quick and help me get an episode out to the people uh, was cool for me because you know we've we've known each other through the you know scene that we're in. I've even come on to your podcast, yeah. but I don't really know you that much, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's led Jared to this point behind the time. persona. Yeah, of, man, I mean, like, <laughs> what, what got you into it? What even like prompted the yeah, average overlanders? What got you into off roading? Like, where's the history? Like, was it your father wrenching with you in the garage? Like, what was it? Oh yeah, uh, let's yeah. get into it. Oh, let's get dig deep. Bring back some memories, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> Nothing traumatic. Yeah, no, none of the scarring uh, memories. Um, yeah, no, I, I grew up in SoCal. Um, but it's more of the, uh, the desert scene. You know, we we're always out in Glamis and Akatia. And we all wanted the free runner race trucks and stuff. So, I, you know, the, you know, I, I took my first truck was like a Nissan Hardbody, you know. Okay. And then uh, I graduated to a... A Ford Ranger, which I immediately tore apart. Motherfucking Ford Ranger? Motherfucking Ford Ranger? (laughs) I did that thing all up, three linked it, caged it, and you know, did the whole, you know, had it on paddles and going through Glamis and Robin. And then, uh, I hear that Glamis scene is pretty bad. It's it's interesting. Um, It's like King of the Hammers. I was just gonna say, it's like King of the Hammers. You got the same crowd out there, you know. And, uh, when I was in my 20s, it was awesome. Right. Now I'm, you know, pushing 50. It's not so much my speed it's crazy right? i know god yeah. <laughs> so, like, nah, yeah i'd rather go hang out and you know do stuff like this hang out with the buddies and have some beers around campfire and stuff like that a little slower crawl into my tent and go to sleep. yeah pass out later yeah. <laughs> instead of being up at like four in the morning and just ruckus all night long I, that yeah. can still happen no it still does happen <laughs> you know, I, I am one of the keepers of the flame like <laughs> yeah I, I will be the guy usually at the end ish yeah. You know, watching the last every Yeah. Just for safety. You want to make some, sure the fire goes out has properly. nothing to do with the beer. Has no, nothing to no. do with hanging out. No, it's just, just to make sure that everybody's safe. Yeah, absolutely. It's a social responsibility. Absolutely. Good job. 
Uh, well, you know, real quick, yeah. we, we talked about this, but I, I do want to say, speaking of locations, we are here at Rigfest, yeah. out in Johnson Valley at Laser Town, which I've always heard of. But I've never I've been, been out here before. Yeah, I've never been here either. Yeah. This is one of those events that will bring people who normally probably would never come here. Yeah, it kind of brings different groups together. Yeah, you know? 100%. And Laser Town is made famous by the fact that it is owned by Cody, I want to say Wagner, of LaserNet Racing. Sorry if I got the last name messed up, but he built some of the most amazing, gorgeous crawlers. Uh, I remember last year he had one that had like these bronzed out or like gold wheels that were just reflecting the light back onto the rocks at night and climbing over all kinds of shit. And we're talking like rear steer buggy style, like purpose built crawling machines. Yeah. And you can't help but be a little stoked to be out here now on his property and just, you know, experiencing kind of like what must be a gnarly party when they, when they get down over here. Because it's, Ugh. it looks like a playground for, yeah. uh, for having fun out here. Yeah, this place is crazy. All the different like structures put up everywhere. And I, I, haven't, I haven't walked through there because we got here kind of late. Yeah, I mean, you can walk all the way up to, this, so they have a koi pond out in okay. the middle of those uh, really? containers. Yeah, yeah, over the, yeah. Beyond yonder. Yeah. And, uh, and you can't go past the koi pond because that's not that's a residential yeah, pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything before that, and just like you said, the structures, the dancing cacti, all these different things that he has set up over here is, is pretty rad. Yeah, no, the pretty, I feel privileged to be able to come out and hang out and fly the pretty rad world. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we had just had King of the Hammers a few weeks back. And yes. uh, thinking about coming back to Johnson Valley that quick <laughs> yeah. with how much shit I brought back with me and the, the hammerlong and the dust. Yeah. And the stuff that I just kept getting blown out of my Jeep over a period of days uh, made me kind of think twice about this whole situation. But yeah, look, look, I'm shy on that coming dude, back out here, dude. But, but it's Jesse Puffenberger oh. and Robert Puffenberger and their son Alex. Oh, yeah. And the Puffenbergers actually have a very, very near and dear place in my heart because when I was at summer camp uh, two years ago, uh, the second summer camp, I blew my motor on the way and it was my fucking event and everyone was already there. So there's no way I could have gone back home. Oh yeah. It wasn't like, Hey, sorry guys, I can't make yeah, it. Failing. No. no, no, I, uh, I ended up getting, uh, my buddy Bryce who met us up in needles after we got the max toad in needles came, met me and Ashley, my wife in needles threw my car on his, on Adam pulled out one dude's trailer that he pulled out there, got me on back to summer camp. I went into a coma for like about 24 hours. Yeah. So I don't know what happened that first day. I heard a lot of people had fun. I wasn't there. <laughs> well, I'm sure they did. I was asleep. Um, but uh, but then on the way back, they fly towed me. Jesse and Robert fly towed oh, me. All that's the way awesome. Back. Yep. That's fast friend. That's that's fast friend. And you know when they say, "Hey, we're going to do this event. Are you willing to support?" I'm like, "What? Whatever I can do. Yeah. However I can do it." So I uh, under under fast friends and Rick Perdue, I got Rogue and Pitcher Beer to donate a bunch of beers and uh, yeah, and just supply some, a little bit of fun. Yeah. A little bit of temporary fun yeah. uh, for the group here. That's, that's that's where we're at. That's what we're doing out here right now. We're out in the middle of Windsor, uh, in a really cool location. And, uh, but we're here with Jared and uh, Jared, we just talking about times. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, pretty similar. I mean, it's a desert, you know, area, so. I it's mean, a different desert. It's a different desert. Sure. Yeah, obviously. It's uh, like Pismo on steroids. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I mean, like, the weather out here is beautiful, though. Right I now, mean, it is gorgeous. Perfect, yeah. It was a little iffy earlier. It got a little drizzly. Were you here earlier when it was raining? It was 
Not, I didn't, I missed the big rain. So <laughs> around one or two, I guess it poured yeah. on everyone here. Dumpy, but yeah. what it also did was it created an environment where there's no dust. Yeah, grab your mob and through the, the entrance. Yeah, the road, oh yeah. Fly in, like, yes. there's no dust in the grass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and uh, it's normally not like this. It's dusty, it's windy. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, no trees or nothing. It's just all just desert. You know, other than this little oasis we got here with some palm trees around. Yeah, us. but other yeah, than we that, got a couple palm trees. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, there's nothing but rocks and dirt out here. It's just a blast. You know, it's fun to play on. So it's but, uh, crazy to see somebody build uh, something in the middle of what would normally be considered super hospitable. I mean, there's oh yeah, like you said, there's trees. There's a there's palm there's a little oasis palm tree yeah. oasis out here with like dancing cacti. <laughs> there's it's just it's it's a uh, it's a trip. Yeah, they built. You know, something amazing out of nothing, which is rad. You know? It's like falling in love with this part of the desert. Yeah, yeah. You have to be, you have to have a appreciation for the desert. A know? true passion. For yeah. This. yeah. Not everybody's, you know, that hardy. <laughs> Not everyone's all about the trails out here in Johnson Valley, but well, even like we're like right at the foothills of uh, the backside of Big Bear. We are. Yeah. So like, I, like you know, uh, tomorrow I'm going to go for the Smugglers Run through and do a little trail right up to uh, Pioneer Town. Okay. Yeah. You know? um, and from you know, driving in, you can see the little dust in the snow up there, you know, and like yeah, maybe like you know, thirty minute drive up into the hills, right there also. Yeah, so this, from what I heard, the trail, the, the trail, the um, the road up to Big Bear, I think it's the eighteen, I want to say, I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but it goes up the backside from here, from Johnson Valley, which yeah, up to Big Bear. This is the only road that's open right now. Yeah, everything's shut for down. For people to get in. Yeah. Now. Yeah, all the San Bernardino Mountains supposedly are closed. <laughs> supposedly they reopened it, but I don't oh, know yeah, what. They? Yeah, I don't know what the storm that just came in. What it's. Heck, we got more rain coming right now. So more rain, more snow. Might be shutting it up. Yeah. yeah. Earlier today it was raining, but yeah, in case you guys were asleep, Southern uh, California is getting fucking hammered. Oh god, dude. I mean, everyone's laughing at us and be like, "Oh, yeah. just, you guys don't understand snow." No, man, they've never had snow like this. No, yeah. Like, Beats of snow, <laughs> like, like yeah, like house covering snow in Big Bear, which you know it, it goes back to the thought of like there's cycles that maybe we don't fully understand even weather patterns. I'm not a I'm not a meteorologist. I'm not a scientist. I again, I just think to myself, I'm like, you know, maybe maybe there's crazier periods of time or things that happen that will kick things, you know, out of whack. You know, I don't know, but this this is clearly, you know, the the climate. You know, changers are going to say this is a result of climate change. Yeah. The climate deniers are going to be like, yeah, well, this is snow happens in Big Bear. You know, like it is. Yeah. I, I don't know. Right. All I know is that my buddy owns a board shop out in Lake Forest called CBS Board Shop. He's stoked because oh. he's going to be renting for the next, like, year. Yeah. There's going to be snow up there for a long time. A long time, dude. And that lake was looking weak. Run! We were talking about that on the way up last time. We went up to Big Bear, like, the lake was like... Empty. Yeah, like exactly. all the docks were like just in the dirt. Like, you know the rocks where all those people bought those houses and they had like yeah, lake yeah. houses, like right in the there. They gotta be hate. Look at our beautiful cub. No, no it's like your waterfront. Nothing. Yeah, waterfront <laughs> swamp front. Yeah, <laughs> sucks. Yeah, it must. It's, it's gotta be pulling up now, though. I've never seen it like that. But, yeah, I mean at the at the minimum, once the thaw kicks in, yeah, I imagine. Rain. Yeah, or the melt come down. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty bitching over there. And everyone's like, "Oh, we're out of the drop." We're actually not. No. Uh, California doesn't know how to trap 
yeah, exactly. change the water. Like, we get, you know, record rainfall, and then all it just goes out to the ocean. That's like a funnel. It's like everyone expects it to be like a funnel, but it's not. No. It's not like everything goes into like this reservoir. Yeah. We're lucky that we're getting replenished in some ways, but you look at like Powell, those that's where our water comes from. It's fucking low. It's low. Yeah. So when Lake Mead gets dumped like 50 feet on it, I'll be stuck. Yeah, then we'll yeah we'll be all right. And then I'll <laughs> okay. And then I'll think climate change. I'll turn my sprinklers back. Really on. crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, oh yeah, your sprinklers are off. Huh? Yeah. They've been off all year. <laughs> yeah, me and me and the wife were like, we gotta get rid of the grass. We gotta go drought resistant. That's what I did. I tore all the grass out and put DG in. Okay. Just did some succulents. Yeah, California. I mean, that's Cal- dude. Everyone forgets that we're in a fucking desert. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a very dry climate. I mean, you need to forget because you, you know, get all the tropical. Everybody puts in tropical stuff and they pay up the arm for the water bill to keep it all alive. Right. Oh. We're, we're in the Inland Empire, and usually the Inland Empire looks like the dirt bowl that everyone considers it to be, but yeah. during this time, I would say this is my favorite time to live in the IE, because it is like, I don't know. Right? Yeah. Get those vibes, get those rolling hills just There's covered in green. Beautiful green with rocks, and you know, it's gorgeous. So, protruding out of there everywhere, yeah. Those are those little saving graces of places that normally people don't consider like, and right now, we've got that super bloom going on. Everybody's freaking out. Yeah. All those dude, poppies everywhere. It is gorgeous. Hills are just born. I haven't seen out. it this year, but I went when we had the super bloom oh, yeah. last, and it was wild. Yeah, it's not as crazy as it was that yeah, a few years back where we had it. But it's still, yeah, if you're growing up at 15, like through like Lake Elsinore, yeah. and Corona, and it's just like covered in orange. That's so good. Yeah, it's rad. So, going back, so Gladys, trucks. Oh, yeah. yeah, I got a sucked into that that world you know got the bug it bit me you know i was like i was hooked after that you know i was like yeah what can i do in the dirt it was fun yeah so and then like and then i you know get older um you know get older you have kids responsibilities mortgage all that fun stuff so your toys kind of slow down a little bit but then uh yeah i guess it was like probably 2020 like just before the whole pandemic and everything you know and then we got you know in the office we were sent home you know and I'm like, well, I'm bored. What am I going to do? And I had this old Land Rover, uh, 96 Discovery, just chilling in the yard. Parked just, there. just a kind of like a transportation. Yeah, yeah. It was just like I bought it for, I was going to have some fun. With it. I love the whole idea of the, uh, you know, the old, you know, Camel Trophy trucks or uh, Camel, you know, Trophy uh, Discoveries and Defenders right. and stuff. That was like my idea of a, a rad off with it. Dude, how bitching of a time must that have been? Dude, if you could do those again, like, they need to bring that back. I would love to do that here. I would sign up real quick if they had one of those going. A little Overland Trophy cut? Yeah. You're talking to the dude. Watch out. Talking to the dude. I yeah. feel like another dude. Like, I'm about that. Yeah, oh, dude, that'd be, I would, that'd be a blast. Yeah, I get these people to actually test out their overland rigs, you know. Oh, yeah. Real, though. I mean, they're crossing, like, jungle <laughs> and shit, floating them on logs. Dude, on pontoons or whatever the fuck, yeah, logs? Nuts, man. So yeah, those were, like, yeah, those guys were real. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, that was my idea. I'm, like, I'm going to buy an old Discovery, and I bought it, and then, like, like a year later, like, my daughter was born. I'm, like, well, that's going to get parked. And it sat there for eight years in the country, just sat on the side of the house and I'm like, you know, then I'm sitting at home, I'm like, I have nothing else to do. Is this twenty twenty now? Yeah, twenty twenty, you know, nothing you know, we're all sitting at home. So we were in twenty twelve, now we're in twenty twenty. Yep, exactly. Okay. And then uh so I uh I bought a welder and uh uh 
JD or a Woodward Fab pipe bender and some dyes and Shit. just went to town. Or, you started doing your own stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck it. Um, nothing else to do, so I just sat in the garage in the driveway just building that thing up from scratch. So you know how to glue, you know how to glue metal together. Yeah, yeah. JB yeah, Weld. JB yeah. Weld. <laughs> <laughs> no problems. Yeah, I actually it's funny because I have a sticker on the back of the, the disco that says uh, "Stand back." I did all the welding myself. <laughs> so who knows? But it's all together. So, um, so yeah, we were just, and then I just got, and then I guess that's probably the height of the whole, you know, hashtag. I'm doing air quotes here. The overlanding, you know, height craze. And, you think it was around 2020? Yeah, I think that's when it. I mean, it was a little bit, but I think it's when it picked up because everybody needed to get out, and like nothing was open. The only thing you do is go to, you know, out in the wilderness and, you know, so I think it's the height of it and you just grew from popularity from there. So. Yeah, yeah, externally social distance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know that time. I mean, for me, it was kind of like the 2018 okay. time where, you know, Overland Expo was filling up. Yeah, that's when like, it got big. Yeah, that's when it started getting really big. I think my first Expo was like 17. Okay. I was just there as a tourist, yeah. and then collecting ideas, and then by 18, I was kind of into it with my Jeep now. And then by 2018, like, I was like all in. Um, and the scene, the scene, honestly, I first heard about it like like maybe four years prior, like 2012, 2013. Heard the word Overland, it was really synonymous with African yeah, it was more like the other uh, in Australia yeah. and those guys with their high luxes and all yeah. that kind of stuff. That's kind of where it was like originated from. Or, I remember, you know, yeah, yeah the, the troopies and all that stuff. Doing were, it, was like a, it was a much older community. Oh yeah, yeah. who considered themselves quote unquote like you said overlanders. Yeah, um, and they, you know, it was just a name to talk about off-road camping. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Car camping off road. Capable camping. Yeah. It's called overland. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's camping 2.0. And then people realize, oh, there's a market for this. So let's just go crazy. Okay. And everything's overland. Like you overland windshield wiper blades. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's it's nuts. But, you know, I'm from, like I said, I, I'm from uh, the import industry where. You know, I was uh, my first my first real car was a '95 Honda Civic Coupe with a V16 swap and some ground control pullovers, and we were carving up canyon roads and just initial beating that shit up with a front-wheel drive car. Like it was the dumbest shit, right? But <laughs> yeah. so we were so all about it. Oh, I was there too. I had a '95 oh, EX. Okay. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> same deal. So you know, I mean, it was it's all the same shit. It's just different platforms and different yeah. ride heights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just something else you can prove your hard-earned money into. Yeah, <laughs> you dude, know, the amount of money that the import industry made off of upgrades oh. to Hondas and fucking Toyotas oh. was, but I mean, almost like Honda, almost exclusively was such a juggernaut within that space. But then you had the Subarus and the Evos, which were yeah, the bougie guys that yeah. like had money. Um, and the rest of us have civics and But it was like, and, you know, Oculus. Like, it was such a, it was such a wild scene and a wild time. It was a rush. It was so much fun. Same shit with this, though. Oh, yeah, same thing. How can I mod this thing? This Make point. it mine. <laughs> yeah. Identify myself with it or have it identify with me. Yeah. Like, it is, it's, it's synonymous with just the car culture. Um, you can call it overland. You can call it off-roading. You call it Baja racing, uh, fucking dune running, whatever the fuck it is that you call it. 
like stance life. I don't care. It's all the same shit. Yeah, any, any kind of vehicle if you're modding, like I got love for all of them. I don't care what it is. You got a '64 Impala and it's bag, and you know you got. I appreciate. It. I appreciate the grind for it, man. I'm like, you know, you wouldn't love to build that thing to get it to that point. How you love it, like all all about it. Because I mean, I'll tell you what. You can go buy your 392 Jeep yep. Rubicon, fucking badass, swapped from the factory, like ready to go. Out the door ready. Or you could be the jackass like me and do it over a period of time, after trial and error, fuck it up, and get to that, close to that same place, but having been so much more invested. So is it is it because you just didn't want to spend the money? Probably. There's a little bit of that, right? Like yeah. the gateway. However, over the course of your project, you're going to spend so much more money and time. Yeah, probably, probably twice as much money. Yeah, yeah. I know I spent more money than I needed to and you do things a few times over right. yeah um, 10 times more time yeah and then I think you appreciate it more though too I mean you can go in and just buy it turnkey throw down your money either give you your keys you're good so all the literal blood sweat and tears you put into the you know, Jeep you appreciate that's what it creates the personality yeah. Too, yeah right like that's why you name your rig yeah. That's why, you, I mean, I've had a, usually I'm on the female side. My father taught me, like, you, you treat your woman right. So the, the, the vehicles have always been female. They're always a female. And granted, <laughs> our new suburban built, the kids have dubbed it Little Mike. Oh, really? Maybe, it's, right. maybe it's like a French nickname for Michelle. Like, oh, we, yeah. can, we can go with that. But there you go. No, it's Little Mike. <laughs> little Mike! Um, that but, truck is such a big truck. No, Little Mike! It's hilarious. That's I'm like, awful. all right, I, you know. It's a family built, so yeah. if they everybody sense, gets their input on it. I like it, and I can't, I can't get in there and be a fun guy. Like no, with Kate, we went through like ten names that the kids were coming. I'm like, no, no, Kate, I, I'm down with that Kate. Sticks. Kate, yeah, all right. So <laughs> I still had a say in that, but with the suburban. So originally we were going to call it the suburbi, okay, because it's yellow and black as the theme on that. So. It's like a bee. It's a bee. It's a bee. No, no, Mike. Um, but, but then, then the kids named a little Mike, and then I was texting with my buddy Matt, three, two, one adventure. Check him out because I stole a lot of his ideas. Um, but I was talking to Matt, and Matt was like texting me, and he goes, "Yeah, so did you get the burden like with a D, like David Burden?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's funny. Was he being funny? He's being funny. That's funny." And and it turns out it was autocorrect. Oh, shut up! That, that instead of the bourbon, it did the bourbon, and now it's like the unspoken nickname. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. this project. The bourbon. That's so, so rad. I'm thinking about making the channel the episodes called. Oh, so a little history on the okay. suburban. My buddy who facilitated me getting it, um, Jeff McAllister, who actually still has some iron left over. If you're hearing this, you know, reach out and I will put you in touch. But. Um, he facilitated, he goes, Ollie, you know, this is a special one. And, you know, I was talking to, I was talking to our buddy Will, my buddy Will from McLeod uh, Racing. And, you know, Will, I was telling Will, like, you know, if I could find a family who wanted to maybe do like a channel, like on YouTube or something, and do it as like a family project, I'd be inclined to like be more involved on that project. And what's funny is I was taking the kids to Santa Ana Lake with the same aforementioned, uh, aforementioned that. And we were taking our kids to go fish, and on the way there, I saw I saw Will from the cloud driving the opposite direction, 
and he lives in Arizona, but McLeod's based in Orange County. So it was a Saturday, and I'm like, what the fuck's he doing here? So I call him right away, and I'm like, well, dude, I just saw you. What's up, bro? And he goes, oh, yeah, you know, I'm here, me and Jeff went looking at some uh, old cars. And so I'm thinking, oh, they, they went to go look at cars. Because I saw some posts, and I'm like, oh, that's what they were doing. They were looking at junkyards and trying to maybe find a project. I'm all lucky. I want to do that. And so I told Will, I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah, my dream is like one day getting like an old school, like, you know, the old, like 70s suburban and uh, building a project with the family and making it a camper. And he goes, I'll leave. What's up? You should, uh, you should go call Jeff. Oh, does he have one? Let's just go get Jeff called it. Okay. All right, whatever. So then we went fishing and we did all this stuff. And later that night I got home and it was like deep digging. So I texted Jeff and I'm like, hey man, you know, Will said such, such and such, and you know, he said maybe you have a suburban. I don't know. Like he said I should call you. Do you know somebody? And, and Jeff goes, yeah, I just came into. Like, he's like, call me. So he called. I came into possession of, and you can listen to the episode I did with Jeff. I think one back. Um, he's like, I just came into possession of two lots of old Chevy. I have multiple vehicles here, like dozens, and two of them are suburbans. And uh, I'm like, oh, shit, okay. And I knew he was asking for a certain amount of money. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, well, I'm definitely interested in the one with the better body. And then he tells me the story about him and we'll have a conversation about, you know, if I found a, if I found a family that wanted to do a channel, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, I've got two kids. I'm that family. Yeah, I could do that family. And he goes, okay, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take the chassis off the three-quarter ton uh, uh, shitty body suburban, the one you can see through, and we're going to transfer everything over to the good body, and you're going to end up with a, a good body. It's still got a little cancer, but it's a good body. Project. On top of a three-quarter ton chassis, eight lug, ready to go, all-wheel drive, or four-wheel drive. Uh, it's a K, it was a K20. So it's a C, I believe a C10 on top of a K20, um, and it's now in my driveway and it's slowly being cleaned up by us. And I was super curious. I saw you making the post about it. And I'm like, what prompted you to all of a sudden want to get into that? So what's funny is five months prior to that conversation with Jeff, I even will, I had, I had talked to my wife randomly and said, hey, babe, you know, the Jeep is awesome and the Subaru is great. But I always had this thought or this idea of one day maybe doing like, you know, so would you be down for that? And she's like, oh, that sounds like so much fun. That sounds like a great car, so much room. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. That was like, that was like almost half a year before. And I, back in like 1999, I went on this trip up to Maple Springs at like 2 a.m. with this guy who was friends with my girlfriend at the time. And he took us up in his suburban. And it was a square body one. So it wasn't as old as mine, but it was like in the 80s or whatever. And uh, it was like the next generation up. And I loved that one too. But he took us up and this thing had the craziest articulation. It was flowing through these corners like a snowboarder going up the mountain, up the mountain, but carving all the turns. And it was like the flowiest, dopest fucking experience with this fucking whale on a rig. Dude, yeah. And sailing I it, yeah. fell in love with the suburban back then. And so this has always been this thing in the back of my head. And, you know, I was far out of my depth even with the Jeep when I started. Like, I got lucky. Like, I had a friend out here who was like, hey, so how does the sponsorship thing work? And I'm like, pull up a chair. 
And I'm very upfront. I had a I had a springboard. I had my home talk school help me catapult beyond what I normally would have been able to do if I had started on my own. Like I am 100% spoiled in the regard of what I had offered to me and the opportunities I was able to take advantage of and leverage and make work for not only me, but the people that were allowing me to do it. So it was a sound, it was a full marketing plan. That's what I do. I'm a marketer. Um, I happen to do design, but marketing is my thing, especially events and whatnot. And so I put together a deck, I pitched it to the VP and then the CEO of 511 and the rest is history. Um, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. We were talking about the Suburban and yeah. got into the Jeep. I guess at the end of the day, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And I think having gone through the Jeep and now getting a Suburban and now knowing, okay, here's the realities. Here's, here's what Axles actually are. Fuck, dude. I, yeah, you've already gone through the process. I yeah. won't forget that. I reached out to Curry and Curry said they were in on my project back at 511. Oh, yeah. And I said, oh, well, and, and it's Axel, right? Yeah. And I, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, full disclosure, I had no idea what I was talking about. I think I've mentioned it before. And so you could see how green I was. Icon was also a partner who was, who was coming on board. I said, oh, well, Icon's on board, so there might be a conflict of interest. With Curry? With Curry, right? <laughs> yeah. And that was the moment that... Uh, I won't name names, but the guy who was talking to me at the time was like, okay, bro. It was like one of those, <laughs> yeah. okay, bros. Yeah, like, yeah. This Uber. Doesn't know what the fuck. This jackass <laughs> from this big company. Like, okay. And that was, I yeah. lost on Curry. Granted, oh. Curry's now part of the G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, you know, it's come full circle, but I had to pay some major dues. Yeah. And I paid for my axles. Uh, but the support that they've given me, and the ways that they've given me, is something that I fully appreciate and really value. Um, but I had to earn even that. And it went from, hey, we're going to get involved on a 511 project. Oh, the guy who's running it's a fucking dumbass. Doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. We'll pass. Right, yeah. We're going to pass. Yeah, I know. You know? Yeah. And, and it wasn't until I really got into it, understood what axles were, what suspension was, what articulation was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, dude, I've had to put this Jeep basically together from scratch mm -hmm. over the period of time that I've owned it. Yeah. Every part on the motor. To repairing the, and dude, replacing. I've made brake yeah. lines. I've made hard brake lines. That was something I would never oh, think. bend them yourself. Yeah, bend them myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it off of Amazon. Get the bender. Little, like yeah. cheap ass little kit. I wish I would have spent the money and got the better kit. <coughs> Always. But how often are you going to make hard brake lines? Yeah, never. Um, <laughs> but like you know, the entire front end brake lines are all me, and it's held up for the last two years. So that's one all thing right, that's working. Right. Good. But it's like <laughs> those fucking things, right? That you don't know. And then my buddy John from Castle Fab teaching me. At least what's involved in welding, what's involved in gluing metal together, and the process of doing a little bit of fab work, uh, putting in suspension. That suspension is not just like the import scene where it's like bolts in. Yeah. It's a little bit of fab work, it's a little bit of drilling, it's a little that bit makes of. Makes things fit a little bit more, you know? Yeah. You know, and all of. I, I just say that because all of this, all of my stupidity, all of my, uh, my, my naivety, like my greenness, is now going to pay dividends on the fact that I have this. Shell on yeah, top of a chassis yeah. with a rusted motor block sitting there, and I know everything I'm looking at. Yeah, and I am not frightened, and I'm not nice. worried. If anything, I was bummed because I thought I was coming back with two vehicles that I have to like. I have an RV lot, uh, so oh, it's not nice. very wide. So I'd have to like lift up both bodies, pull oh. both chassis out, and then put one chassis back in, put the other one back on the old chassis, and then roll it out, and then try to sell it. Ugh. So Jeff came in and said, we'll just do the swap here. 
all that. Which is huge. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then now it's now it's sitting in my driveway, and it's like, okay, well, we're gonna clean it first. Right. And then we're gonna pull the chest out. We're gonna pull the rust off. And we're just gonna fucking take our time. It's gonna be six months to a year. Oh yeah, don't rush it. Yeah, uh, just, yeah, take your time. Uh, and like, the family's helping you with it. Oh, did that, this is <clears throat> all involved, right? It's, yeah. Like I've I've got a, my first video is just me and Ashton, my little one, um, cleaning it up, pulling some pieces off. He pulled the headlights off. And cool. He got he got to use like a drill, like a you know, impact you know, and stuff. Little, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like. If I can, if I can plant the seed at this age, at nine or twelve, that's the stories that they're going to tell later on. I was going to say those are memories, that, like you know, they'll kick back to that, you know, like oh, yeah, I remember wrenching on the, the old. Did uh, you have bourbon. that? It, not, not necessarily. <clears throat> like, um, what got you involved in even wanting? Like, I mean, most of like my car knowledge just came from like my dad was in the military, so he deployed most of the time. So it, when my car broke down i had to fix it okay. uh my first car was a 65 mustang dude my first car was a 64 and a half no shit dude, dude. orange with the fucking white leather interior oh nice bro dude. i knew there's a reason there's some reason why right right yeah so oh, that thing was probably was that your high school car yeah oh, fuck it, hell yeah dude what color was yours uh it was blue with black interior at the 289 v8 oh yeah no i had like the straight six yeah oh, okay yeah. rated yeah oh yeah yeah oh, yeah. So so, yeah i had to learn how i've replaced everything on that car though because it was probably in the driveway broken down more than it actually on the road running because okay. <laughs> i was always fixing stuff like the whole fuel system brake lines everything out of that thing. um but yeah that's kind of where i just learned to wrench on stuff um and then yeah just kind of that built my love for cars you know in general that's so you know, so yeah Dude, there was something about driving something that was completely steel. Oh. And driving around the high school parking lot and know that you like sliced through anybody. That, oh, yeah. Like, got in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. Yeah. No, and then I'm... later I got an <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I went from that to that. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I would love to actually want, that's like, you know, same idea. I would love to find an old rusted out Mustang and just build it up again. Have you yeah. seen that guy that slammed that Mustang no. Kyle or something like that? Really? Dude, it looks like the unicorn. I was just going to say, I know like Kim Blocks, yeah. that thing was ridiculous. This guy has a street-driven, daily driver, yeah. fucking slammed to the ground, like beautiful Mustang that, it's like, okay, that's right. That is uh, yeah. One day. One day. But they're crazy expensive now. I've, I've yeah. looked at a few and they're kind of like beat up and they what still the want like 20. I know, everything's expensive nowadays. It's stupid. They want 20,000? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude. Look, we're only getting older. I know. Time's only going forward. Just money. Well, I mean, no, my point is, is like, that shit's just getting older. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's giving more and more classic, you know yeah, what I mean? More yeah, more and more classic. And I, it's like, if you look at new cars nowadays, they want, like, you know, you get a new Mustang, it's probably, like, 60 to 80 grand. Sure. And I'm like, fuck, I'll take an old one. Yep. <laughs> you know? No emissions. You could actually long. open the hood, and you can crawl inside the engine bay and work on it, because <laughs> you've got so much room. So much room. And now everything's electronic, so I... I couldn't tell you what to do on my new truck. I have no idea what everything's just electronics. I can't do anything. I just had a conversation with somebody by the fire talking about uh, drive by wire versus drive by cable. I think oh, it was yeah. Gary from Tepotel's really talking about Okay, okay. And it's like, there's something to be said about drive by cable because you know it's there. Simple. And if it fails, the cable's fucked. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. That's what I got to fix. Yeah. You know, like, it's not like, oh, I got to go get out my OBD2 reader, fucking do a diagnostic, and then find out what it might be. 
try to replace that and realize that wasn't that. It was something else that was connected to that. I just had that situation. Oh, <clears throat> we were up um, up here, Big Bear, actually, doing a, a run. And, uh, Where'd you go? We just did the Pioneer Town through the back. Uh, SN2, shit, I can't remember the name. Two one, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, oh, it goes <clears> down <throat> from the back of Big Bear to Pioneer Yeah, it drops Bay. back down. Yeah, exactly. You guys go uh, by, uh, you go through the backside of Arrowhead or no? No. No, it's just through Big Bay, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, dro- it basically drops you back into. Uh, That's not burn. Yeah, for in case. Oh, it's birds. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Exactly. Okay. So it's not it's not arrowhead, but that's that's the road that fucking Google was routing everybody through when the snowstorm came through and motherfuckers were getting fucking like lost yeah, out there. Dude, yeah. Google, it's, like, <laughs> it's like it's like my it's like my origin story with Waze where it like diverted me to like a shitty road and I got stuck. Like it was taking people up Burns Canyon Road oh, as no. an alternate route since the main roads were closed. They just had to rescue a guy off of Burns Canyon in Tacoma. Dude, dude, it was fucked. Yeah, no thanks. The trail of of tears at that road. I saw the pictures. (laughs) I can imagine. Rig upon rig upon Uh, rig. Stacked. Dude, it was so bad. Uh, Yeah, so we were out there not too long ago, and, uh, you know, they got some, just after, there's some snow and some rain, there's some big puddles, and, I hate puddles. I don't know why I do it yeah, every time. I do do now. But this yeah. time, like, everybody was hitting it. I'm like, all right, I'll go through. I'm still pulling that mud out of this. <sighs> it's the worst. Well, sure enough, at the end of the day there, um, <clears throat> my four-wheel drive stopped working. Oh, no. I'm like, what the fuck? I got, like, every dash or every light on my dash oh, is on flashing. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Was it an axle? Well, I, I didn't know. So I took it to my buddy's shop. <clears throat> they hook it up. They're like, "Oh, it's got." A, I was like, "I have a Tundra." Same thing happened. It's the uh, front uh, dip actuator for the four-wheel drive. I'm like, "All right." So we bought the part, swapped it in. Still doesn't work. Oh shit! Well, it must be the the center dip actuator. All right, that thing's a thousand dollars. So I couldn't find one. Which car was this? The Tundra. This is the new. Tundra. The new Tundra. Yeah. Oh no. So I'm like, "Fuck, dude." Well, I was only asking because I'm like, "Did she just get a car?" Yeah, yeah. That one's dead. The disco's dead. Driveway. But, um, yeah, so uh, I'm like, well, I don't know. I ended up buying, I found a transfer case with oh the actuator God. on it. Hang on. All right. We'll get back to transfer case with actuator yeah, on yeah. it. I don't even know how I like, skipped right over this when we were talking about us being friends. I'll tell you why we're friends. <laughs> I'll, tell you why, I'll tell you why we're actually friends. We're not just right. acquaintances, mm-hmm. but I would consider you a friend. Mm-hmm. Because in one of Absolutely. the shittier times of my recent history um, a low point you, for you you came out of nowhere and it was it was random too because i was in mid-search and you just showed up you're like hey ali i didn't have no idea yeah we've never met really I never yeah. really met you at all yeah. and i'm like okay what's up and you're like yo your dog i saw your message so i lost my dog in temecula and you're local to that area yeah and you just showed up and i you know i never you know i've never interacted with you i, I don't think really that much up to that point. Maybe we had said hello. Yeah, just randomly, randomly. passing by and stuff, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there you were. And I'm like, that's, like, the community. People will, people will talk shit. And people will, will ridicule. And they're like, oh, it's totally good. Yeah, you just fucking can't. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> call it whatever the fuck you want. Because back in the day, we called it the import scene. Now we're calling the overland fucking whatever. And it it's just a community of people that are that are connected and like-minded and just i found more good in this than i have ever found bad oh yeah and you were an example of that where it's like i posted about like yeah 
it's like day two of me trying to find my fucking dog and here's what happened and she got spooked and she took off and I'm, she's around here somewhere I gotta find her. It wasn't until another four days or so that I found yeah, her. you're out there for a while. I was out there and I camped out there. I, I didn't go home. I didn't sleep at home. I slept there out there. Um, but you came. You came and you looked and we didn't find her that day but the fact that you would come out you, you would just put yeah, give course. me give me some of this invaluable time that continues to march forward and give me part of that just to look for my dog i appreciate that a lot i thank you for that and so you know that is why jared um really honestly truly was somebody that i was always looking at and going okay that's a good person yeah, appreciate it yeah Anytime. I, appreciate, I really appreciate that <clears throat> anyway so actually was, oh shit yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I, I couldn't find the actuator and I found a transfer case in the you know junkyard in LA and I'm like, all right, I'll, I, I was paying like 850 bucks, bought a whole transfer case with the actuator on it. So you couldn't just replace the actuator itself? Well, you I could, but you I could, yeah. the only actuator I could find was like a thousand dollars. Oh, so you whole, might as well buy the whole I might as well buy, I can buy a whole tea case with the actuator attached to it. And for, then you have extra parts. Yeah, now I gotta, <clears throat> so... I swapped the actuator off, put it on the, uh, took the new one off, put it on the truck, and it still didn't fucking work. Yeah. So I'm over at my buddy, uh, Ed, <coughs> IE Rovers, uh, Land Rover guy, and I was over bugging him. I'm like, hey, do you mind hooking up your, uh, you know, your, your scanner and see what the fuck wrong with my truck? He hooks it up, in there for about 10, 10 minutes, and he's like, oh, there's a, uh, oh, wheel speed sensor on your, uh, Rear driver's side, that's bad. Let's swap that out. It turned out to be like a $100 part, swapped it out, and then everything worked. So I said axle. Yeah. Because the Toyotas, are, and you have a Land Rover, right? But yeah. Like the Toyotas are super finicky because of the way I guess the suspension set up, and there's all these sensors that if your axle fucks up, like even one axle, it fucking sends uh, a it's trip to the computer. Yeah, it won't let you engage four wheel drive because if you're going it won't let you if you're at speed it doesn't want you at speed you know engaging four-wheel drive all of a sudden or something right yeah, yeah it's all electronics and it's, it's hard. fucking crazy it's i had hard. no you know i spent now i got an extra transfer case sitting in the garage when Which i blow it good. up i'm good yeah. you know i got one sitting <laughs> backup parts but you know it cost me x amount of dollars when it could have just been a hundred dollar part have you ever been out with uh, sam from Deadman? yeah yeah so you know, you hang out with him enough, and you're going to break your truck. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're I just went, out testing him out in the snow. Yeah. Dude, I went out with him on one trip, and there were, like, I was the only thing that didn't break. <laughs> what? Holy shit. Everybody was breaking. <laughs> I'm like, you motherfuckers, how hard are you guys driving? They're they're going. They're going for it. They push it, yeah, yeah. Test those bad boys, you know. I only bring up Sam because he's got a tiny, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, a, it's a nice size truck, dude. Oh, yeah. That's, that's why, like, we were, you know, we've been wheeling out of the... The Land Rover, you know, the old disco, 26-year-old Land Rover, and it's, you know, and then, you know, me, the girlfriend, and then the kid, and then two dogs, and after a while, it just, it's a lot of shit to pack into a little SUV, you know, I mean, you got the same deal here with Kate, oh, yeah. the, you know, can you imagine, that's why you have the, the new truck, so you can take the whole family adventure, you know, that's why we went, okay, we'll get the Tundra, we can fit more people, and we'll work, you know, comfier on long drives. So the plan with the Suburban is, like, I would love to just go do national parks. Yeah. It'd be so busy. Just take, tour take the country. The yeah. Do it in that thing. and That's that's the truck to do it in. It sounds like the truck to do it in. Oh, I just hope, I hope our emissions don't get to the part where I can't. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We I got a year. I think within a year, I'll get it going and we can start and I'll be okay. But yeah. 
just get it roadworthy, and I think you'll be able to pull it off. I feel like these are going to work I don't know, man. It's crazy. <coughs> California saying like zero emissions and this, that, and the other. It's, it's, it's only a matter of time before they come to the... we got a couple of Rivians over here at the camp out here. Dude, I know. What's that? So it's the, the Rivian that's out here. One of them is the SUV one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't seen the SUV one yet. That's the first time I've seen one. That's pretty cool. From Optima Battery. Optima, yeah, Optima yeah. Battery from out here. Yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> And I've seen it, I've run into a couple of them here and there, like, like obviously smaller trails, you know, we'll be out like Fish Creek Wash yeah. or something, you'll run into them here and there, but I don't know about the, the range on them. You know, so just, I'll tell you about the range. Okay. So my Suburban, my buddy Sam has a Rivian. Okay. We got a U-Haul trailer, we use his Rivian to go get my Suburban. Oh, shut up? Yeah. <laughs> out of two, <laughs> so holy crap. <laughs> so huge thanks to I Am Rocklander, <laughs> Sam. Uh, for, you know, Sam was one of the first people. One of the first parts that I fucked up was my front brake, uh, uh, not my brake, but my speed sensor. My speed sensor, I, I, I broke it or whatever happened, and and I posted about it, like, at the beginning stages, and Sam reaches out and goes, hey, I'm local to you. I got one, actually. Come grab it. Oh, right. And so I drove over there, he gave it to me. I'm like, how much you want? He's like, just take it. And, uh, awesome. One of those guys, Yeah, dude. one of those guys. One of those yeah. guys. And, uh, and you appreciate those people. And again, Sam has come through and, you know, he wanted to test the range on his Rivian and do some more towing. And I said, I got you. Yeah, I, I, got the, I got the perfect. I got the perfect project. <laughs> so we went to Goleta and, you know, we charged a couple of times out there. I took the kids with us. And on the way back, it was a little rougher because uh, we were getting diverted. We took some passes. So uphill, it was a lot shittier, right? Yeah. Like the battery has to work. Yeah. And, uh, but we did three charges, and each charge was only 20 minutes. Um, which To get you know, a full charge? To get an 80% charge. Okay, okay. Which is super fast, honestly. Like yeah, actually. Like, that technology within another five years is going to be amazing. It's getting better, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want to have a... I almost bought an ED instead of my Subaru, so yeah. I got a Crosstrek, uh, which is another project. <laughs> uh, but I got a Crosstrek. I was going to get an ED, but, dude, I'm so glad I didn't because right now you're seeing the lines. Of people waiting for shit. The infrastructure's not there for it. Dude, we had the last charge on the way back with the Suburban on the Rivian. We were waiting behind three other people at, like, nine We just wanted to be home, but we were in line. And if you're lined at the gas station, you know within five minutes you're probably going to get gas. You're up, yeah. Dude, it's like 40, 50 minutes later. That's up. Yeah. So, and especially like, you know, if we have like uh, for the last year in California, they had like the blackouts and stuff like right. that. Like, oh, power grid's overloaded. Don't charge your EVs. We want you to buy EVs, but, but now you can't charge your EVs. Yeah, and oh, that's where yeah. then the conspiracy theorists get up and they're like, they want to control you, and it's like, well, yeah. I don't really think it's as much about control as it is just. The infrastructure is not there, but it is the next viable. Like, we went from steam engines to gas. Oh, they want to control you with gas. Yeah. No, like, it's just gas, and it's really... It's inevitable. It'll come around, you know, And but, yeah, it just needs to... They can't push it. They can't rush it like that. Like, okay, no gas-powered vehicles after, what is it, say, 2025 or something? Something like, yeah, I think something it's Something crazy. It's like, eh, see, that's kind of... Push it a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, look, it's it's going to be supplied. I would I would love one. I mean, if they could come up with like you know, uh, you know, a, a tr electric truck that looks like a truck, you know, and uh, has decent range. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh god, I actually would love to see one out here. But anyway, <laughs> but like the, they had the that dude was pulling a trailer with the F one fifty, and that thing like. I think like every hundred miles they had to recharge it or something stupid. Really? Yeah, that was bad. 
And then the hum the Hummer electric vehicle, I guess that one doesn't do fare much better on trail. Dude, I saw one in the wild on the freeway. Oh yeah. Like a fanboy took a picture. Of course. Um but yeah, I mean it's a lot of it's a lot of vehicles. It's like you know it's funny, my buddy works over at Dana Spicer and they came out with an electric drive train. Oh. That they actually premiered, I think, at the Hammers. I would say there is a few uh, yeah. electric vehicles yep. Hammers this year, right? Yep. And Spicer, Dana Spicer is uh, developing that, you know, the motors. Okay. And I would, I even talked to, I even like reached out and called him up and I'm like, I've got this really stupid, crazy idea. And he goes, I love stupid, crazy ideas. <laughs> My thought is, the suburban would be kind of rad oh. if it was electric. But did you realize how heavy that steel thing is? That these vehicles. Rely on aerodynamics. Yeah, it's not aerodynamic at all. I'm going to end up with a range of my Jeep, basically. <laughs> yeah, if I put, right. Like there's, and like my buddy Robert <clears throat> said that there's like a, a rate of diminishing return when you take the weight up with the batteries on top of the vehicle. There's only so many batteries you can put in there. That yeah. really makes sense. So I, I, I think I'm going to go like a bike through the Cummins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make Either more sense. Either LS or yeah, but. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a it's a whole new world. Yeah, yeah. If they can perfect the technology, like obviously, like if you're in a cold weather state, you don't batteries don't run great on cold weather, you know. So I mean, obviously, California is the perfect place for it. But yeah, uh, if it comes around, I you know, or maybe even like a hybrid. That way, I'm not totally reliant. Cool, yeah. You know, then I could throw a couple of gallons of gas in there and get off the trail if I had to. We have a Highlander. We have a Toyota. Uh, actually, how many Toyota? Um, we have a Highlander, and it gets uh, it gets thirty one miles a gallon on a full size SUV with three row seats and everything, and it's like pretty amazing. That's like, pretty awesome. I can imagine driving it normal. It's like twenty nine. Like, that's a hybrid. Really? That's a hybrid. Yeah. Still, that's amazing. That's right, dude. And it's got plenty of power. And it, like your cross check probably gets what twenty seven, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. Just has a yeah. cross check also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get a little spirited. With it from time to time, yeah, yeah. and I try to be super conservative, and I've only gone twenty-seven point four. Um, but I twenty twenty-six point eight twenty-seven is my sweet spot. Driving sometimes how I want to drive. Yeah, yeah. But these days, dude, the adaptive cruise control and all that shit it makes it so nice to just drive to work. Oh yeah. And you know, it's like you can't let it drive for you, but at the same time, it's like I'm gonna pace that guy by a perfect cushion of, you know. Radar or whatever the fuck it is, right? Yeah. My eyesight and uh, the eyesight system, and you know, and, and just not worry so much. Yeah. And you know, every so often, somebody will cut me off, and it'll like I'll set off an alarm, and I'll you know get on my brakes already. But yeah, it's kind of crazy where it's all going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some benefits to it. <laughs> there's, some, yeah. there's some benefits, and there's some there's some like scariness to it, like. You know, I don't. I think I'm part of the generation that will never be comfortable in a self-driving car. Yeah, I couldn't Flat do. Up. I couldn't just let it do its thing. No, I have to. Yeah, and I like the. I like driving. Yeah, you know too. what I mean. I like maybe it's a control thing, but I. I don't know. I like being able to feel the. I think it's our time too. It's like it's our time yourself. It's like your your moment to be just with you, with yeah. your thoughts, however you want to spend it. Like my morning commutes to and from work, or my morning commute to work, and my evenings back home. Are just these opportunities to like decompress, realign, yeah. kind of set my mind right before I get home and deal with you know, yeah, decompress a bit from all the work day yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, coming out here for like two and a half hours, driving traffic doesn't bother me. Yeah, I enjoy it. I turn on my favorite podcast. Yeah, you know, 
Listening to Average Overlanders, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lie, you're listening to yourself. Oh shit! No. <laughs> um, but uh, but Average Overlanders is not just you, right? No, no, no. I got my partner Ben. Um, mini Caliente. Mini Caliente for his. I like his little Mini Cooper. Dude, mini Cooper off road, off road Cooper. He's got some new wheels on yeah, it. He's got a new sticker pack for it. <laughs> kind of trying to go for the old school rally theme. Yeah, so, so. yeah. It's a plus one car, man. You know, I have yet to see people really push the mini, the new minis, to yeah. the level of what the old minis were. Those were heritage race cars. Yeah, those things were meant for rally. Those things were sick. I want to take one of those Tiny little wheels on them and Put shit. a little fucking, like, uh, whatever street bike motor inside of it. Like oh, yeah. Hayabusa motor oil. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and, like, ba ba ba. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's. Yeah, they're just little go karts, man. Yeah. Full power rate, uh, weight ratio on those things. It's ridiculous. I will say, speaking of electrics, I did have a Fiat 500 years. Oh, right, okay. Speaking of go-karts with tiny wheels, yeah, yeah. that thing, I, you know, my favorite thing <laughs> was the gap. I love gapping, like, like chargers, yeah. Mustangs, off the line, like, just taking them off the line. Little and then, ass, yeah. And then getting some... So assuming, yeah. Dude, because they would be, like, revving their engines, and I look over at them, I fuck with them, yeah. and they'd be like, what? And they're like, yeah, they're like yeah. it's on, and then like, I'm like, pew. Like, you, don't hear me, you don't hear me go because it makes no noise. Yeah, it's all self. I'm gone. And the guy's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> He's still over there smoking his tires. Yeah. Still, yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, so right. Oh, that's good. And then, like, handle like a motherfucker. Like, yeah. it's like a bubble. Like, I was just, I'm going to roll over one day. Like, I'm going to roll and I'll never stop rolling. Yeah. It'll roll forever. Roll away, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, dude. That's uh, <laughs> fun. Fun, fun shit. But cars, cars are just fun. And, and everything about them is fun. And I don't give a fuck what you call it and what you do. Like, whether you have a Land Rover Discovery or a Tundra or a Jeep or fucking a Mini Caliente, Mini Cooper, yeah. off-road, fucking whatever, it's all a good time. Yeah, that's why, like, I you get all that. There's always that, you know, silly, but there's, like, the hate, like, you know, Jeeps versus, like, Tacoma. They always talk to you. I mean, it's all fun, you know, jabbing and stuff like that, but... I, yeah, it doesn't matter it's what so you're driving. It's so stupid because yeah. it's a community of people that are enjoying you're getting out modifying there. and getting out there and yeah. having fun and doing, you know, street takeovers. I know it's the evolution of what we used to do yeah. at street races, but it's, it's fucked. I don't like it. People are shooting each other. People are fucking getting run over. Yeah, it's I mean, fucked. Yeah, I mean, it's, we were drags and stuff like that. Yeah, they were stupid, but like. You knew the fucking car was supposed to go in a straight yeah, line. We're, yeah, we didn't always go in a straight line. If but you're it was, standing on that quarter mile strip, that's on you. But like you knew it could swerve, but the point was it was trying to go straight. Yeah. Now these motherfuckers are are trying to drift, but they don't know how to drift, and so you think <laughs> they tight have, little area. You too. think there's a radius on him, and suddenly he's wide because he yeah. just let off or whatever he did, and now he's like fully into the crowd, just clipping people. <laughs> but I guess they're all there. The first, the you know that, the risk. Dude, but... the thing that fucks with me are the guys that get hit and then pull out a gun. Yeah, and it's, it's like, you knew what you were there for. Right. You knew what the risks, risks yeah. are. Like, You're the one out standing in front of the car who's going to swing his you know, tail end out at you. I guess it's all the same shit, but I guess as an old person, I'm like, yeah. well, what if, somebody was, <laughs> what if somebody really had to get home? Or what if somebody had to get to where they were going? And their maps, like my mom, right, who follows maps, yeah, yeah. was trying to get home and suddenly she can't go anywhere because there's a street table for going See, that's different. Like when we were doing drags and stuff, it like was that, in one spot. We would pick some deserted road. It's like all blacked out. Nobody's driving down that road. You know, that's where we would go. Yep. Yeah. Plus, we're trying to avoid the cops. So we're like, yep. you know, 100%. and these guys are like, you know, middle of the, you know, busy intersections, shutting and bridges, 
and all this crazy stuff. I understand it though. I get it. And I the know. rush. Yeah. It's the rush. It's the it's the outlaw. It's yep. the it's the fun. I don't give a fuck because none of us really gave a fuck, especially those of us who were doing it like in a deserted street or going up to the Zuza like at 3 a.m. in the morning yep. to go do the canyons. Like we were, we didn't give a fuck. But there was almost like I think society is losing respect in general. So at that time when we were doing it, we had respect just for one another yeah, and general, yeah. making sure we didn't hurt each other. Right? Yeah. Now the respect is eroded to the point where it's like, there's no respect for each other. Like, yeah. So we didn't have a respect for authority, which is why we did what we did. Yeah, that's us being young. That's us being young and nobody has respect for authority. But now it's like, not only is this a lack of respect for authority, it's a lack of respect for even just each other. And so people getting fucking clipped or wanting to shoot each other or whatever, it's, that's, that's a scene that I can't really get behind. Yeah. But I get it. I understand it. Yeah, I get where it comes from. But yeah, like like you said, I, I, I'm not, I don't, I won't back that. I, yeah, I'm not a, a fan of it. Like, I couldn't imagine if I, my kids were out there. I mean, like you said, it's probably just an age thing now. But like, I would not want my kids out there. You wouldn't want them. Same way our parents probably wouldn't want us to have to shoot. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah back in my day. Back when I was God damn it. Fuck. Yeah, oh my, yeah, my kids are <laughs> I did nothing wrong. I was always a perfect angel. I all traffic laws. 100%. Well, you know, I'm I'm stoked to have been able to get you on here. Yeah. To, to spend some time to talk, to get to know you a little bit more, to see kind of like the the similarities that we've shared. Fucking yeah. 65 Mustangs. Yeah, like, crazy, dude. Like, you know, you can't make that shit up. And, uh, and, you know, I, I really appreciate the members of this community that not only support this podcast, but support yours, support just everyone being part of it and having a good time and not letting the ego uh, get in the way of who we are and what we do. And I have to check myself sometimes with, you know, just making sure that we always remember we're here to have a good time and not here to judge each other and not, you know, yeah. um, bring one another down. But... We're yeah, everybody's trying company. to lift each other up, which is like what I love about this game. Yes. Everybody's like, you know, wants to see you succeed or somebody else succeed. You know, they're not like trying to like bring somebody down and support better themselves. They're like, no, I fully support what you're doing. I want to help you. Like, yeah, everybody's rad. So. What'd you do right there? Oh, that's rad. That's awesome. I'm I'm do that's how you did that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, it, yeah, it's super positive. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And uh, so, you guys, I for all of you out there listening, I hope you two are having similar experiences where you're being fulfilled by this and not stressed out by it. And if anyone's bringing you down, just remember you have a thousand of us bringing you back up. And uh, I really appreciate the time that you spent with us, Joyce. Oh, absolutely. I like what you do out there. I like the, the community that you're building through what you do. Uh, we need more of you doing just being good ambassadors of this whole industry and this city. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Like, you know <clears throat> and like yourself, like I, I, I you might get a bad rap because you know, have this a persona but like you're the, the nicest guy, dude. So people knew you who, You get a you bad are, rap. You do, you just come off like as every like just if you first see you call you here and like you're like, Oh this guy he's a badass or something, you know, but like no, he, he's, he'll go out of his way to help you out. I mean, yeah, you're the nicest guy. Yeah. I don't know, man. I look, I, the way I see it is we all have these shells. Yeah. And they're hard to break through. And they're hard to even, like, put down, like, the walls. The walls are hard to put down. 
the walls that I have are a result of many hard years uh, that I don't talk about a lot and my kids don't even know about. Uh, speaking of kids listening in, but one day they will, right? Yeah, right. But when I'm dead, they're going to be like, <laughs> yeah. look at all these fucking episodes that dad <laughs> fucking did. Yeah. With Uncle Frank. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, but one day they'll, they'll hear these and, you know, I, I got the shit beat out of me growing up. Oh, like, yeah. that's the life I lived. And a lot of us have. Yeah. Especially from our generation. Um, it was a different time. It was different things. Yeah. Um, my, my way of coping through that was just as hard as fuck. Um, ready for whatever. And then as I as I meet good people, is then giving whatever I have to that. Because it's valuable to me. When people are good by choice, it is so much more important than somebody being good because they feel like they have to be. Yeah. So when I find those people, yeah, man, I'll go fuck it out of my way, whatever I can do, as begrudgingly as I might do it, because time <laughs> is such a commodity, is. which is why I value it when people give it to me. Yeah. Like Sam getting my Suburban, yep. or Jeff doing the helping me get the body swapped out on the rig, you coming out to find my fucking dog, my buddy Martin helping me change a fucking wheel that flew off on the fucking freeway, <laughs> my buddy Matt coming over so many mornings, my buddy John, like, Dude, the list, and I've missed people, but the list is so long, so long. My buddy Hal, who's come through for me, like, on the motor swap, like, I am I am a result of the great relationships and the great people that have come into my life. Yeah, brother, damn. You know? Yep. So, yeah, man, when those people come in, you have to pay it forward. Every yeah. fucking opportunity. Yep. But it has to matter. Yeah. Can't give it to everybody. Yeah. And that maybe maybe I haven't let some people through <laughs> uh, by mistake. But I'd rather have a I'd rather have a wall up than um, let every asshole um, kind of come through. Yeah, yeah. You know. And, uh, anyways, I appreciate that. Thank you, and uh, I hope I can live up to whatever it is that you think of me. Uh, we're all we're all works in progress, right? Oh yeah, constant. Um, hopefully, you're not going backwards. Hopefully, you're constantly going forwards. Uh, but uh, I do want to I do want to take a minute real quick to thank. A few people that have uh, made this possible for me, uh, Torco uh, Oil, one of my oldest, oldest sponsors from back in the import days, uh, it's probably a relationship that's going on two decades now, um, took a break, when I took a break from everything, came back in the off-road world, and still there for me, still supporting me, and actually helping me get to places now, which is uh, huge for me, so thank you uh, to Torco. Uh, Casey Lights has always been a huge part of... Uh, my story in general, uh, one of, actually, no, the very first sponsor I ever had and uh, still going on, even with all of the drama that comes with family, and Casey is a family, uh, still there, still still active. Uh, Magnaflow, which actually hosted uh, tacos for tonight, I got, oh. I got Melitas. I did too. Yeah, I did that too. The second oh, run I went back, bro, I'm like, oh, most, that's a possibility? The Hold Melitas, <laughs> it's a quesadilla meets a taco, had a baby, oh, and it's just delicious. So good. And I had to wait a little while for the pastor, and it's not disappointing. No. I will try to find out who the fuck the taco vendor was, but they were amazing. Family family operation, gave them a couple of beers. Uh, Rogue Adventure Beer, also another big supporter. Uh, they gave me a few cases to bring out here tonight under Fast Friends and Rick for Dirt, so thankful for that. Um, I guess it's yeah, it was good. It's good yeah, beer. Julie pulled in and he walked up. All these got coolers. Like, hey, grab a beer. I'm like, Dude, oh, perfect. They were, they were, uh, they were the partner that when we did that cleanup together. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They were out there too. Yep. And that's another. They all come on board. Jared's, They're awesome. Jared's willing to put the time in and put the energy in. So huge thanks to Rove. Uh, Tread Lightly was part of that, and they are part of all my projects that I do on the give back side of uh, 
Rick Verdeur. And uh, yeah, I think that Milestar Tires, another huge partner, supporter. Rebel Off-Road has been a huge, big partner and supporter. Um, Shock Surplus. So there's a lot of people that are in the mix that, that help make what I do a possibility and this podcast a possibility. So thank you all for listening. Uh, where can people find you? Um, if you want to, uh, if you're not listening to this podcast, when you're done, you can uh, turn over to uh, the Average Overlanders podcast. Uh, holler at us there. And, Instagram. Uh, Instagram is uh, same thing. Average Overlanders or my personal. Is it the Average Overlanders? Yeah, the Average Overlanders. Um, and then my personal is just uh, ton T U N underscore discover. Ton to discover. Yeah. Is there a number two or the T O? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, ton underscore the number two underscore discover. Yeah, I don't know. it's it's hard, dude, with the spaces and the uh, underscores and all that shit. Trying to fit it all in there. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to find screening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, of course, on our end, rigfordert.com, we've got a couple of things of merch that just keeps the lights on. Um, you can also find fast friends at fastfriends.fun. F U N. That's not a typo. That's our website. Pretty awesome. Always try to keep the phone going. You know, <laughs> and uh, and you know me. Paint the Jeep and uh, on YouTube soon. There's a channel, but we're going to start building it up more. It's called Fixed Break Repeat. Cool. For all of you listening, thank you so much for being uh, our faithful listeners. And uh, as usual, guys, more to come. Where's Frank? Come on, Frank. You missing it. You missing it.